Hey, cheese bags. It's me, your girl Keely, with another episode of Gouda Murder Podcast. I am hanging out in the basement of the Mojo Dojo Casa House with my favorite ladies, Kelly and Coda. Hey, oh. At first, when you said, like, oh, this is your girl Keely, da da da, and then I thought, I thought you were going to, like, reintroduce yourself. So, this is Keely coming at you again. Like, you know, like, oh, this is, you know, Keely for Gouda Murder, and Uh-oh. I'm here. So, this is Keely. I don't know. It sounded like you were going to reintroduce yourself again. I'm like, wait, don't do it. No, no, not Just in case you guys didn't catch on, it's me, your girl Keely. <laughs> Oh, well, like when we recorded the ghost, um, the lighthouse one. Yes. yes. I had to struggle bus. I had to stop and re-record our our lighthouse episode because yeah. I reread the same line four times to Coda, and I was like, I gotta stop. Yeah, seriously, the Edgar Allan Poe story. I was like, all right, paragraph, paragraph, read it, pause. Paragraph, second, halfway through the second paragraph. God damn it! Like, all right, read. I, I don't know. I can't tell Shut you up. how many times I read the like the same five sentences because I kept flipping up on like one phrase of that middle sentence. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, 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 ah. Okay, cool. Cordo was looking at me and she's like, you already read that. You already read that. <laughs> there, was, there was a word you said that I'm like, why did you say that? Yeah. It's in two different sentences. That's weird. <laughs> no, I don't remember how I, I don't like, remember what I said. Uh, it started with a B. I don't remember it. But the way you said it, you were like, you were going with it. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> words are hard okay you know i know it's like yeah we're really much really well we're really weller we're much better at candid speaking as i fuck that sentence up versus actually just reading from an actual text yeah i cannot Oop. y'all a word for worder struggle yeah poor coda oh, she's like are you done yet i'm like shut up I was honestly just stand, like sitting there staring in my uh, window at my cat. She was just watching us the whole time. She was, so Coda was just like semi-glazing yes. over it. Yes. Like, yes, I, I heard was. that sentence already. You're like, wait, what did you say? I saw her whole face. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Going away off topic already. Yeah. It's, it's been a while since we've been together. Um, so anyway. The schedule work this time. I mean, it should have worked last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're traveling to Florence, Kentucky. 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 Ooh. Which I don't even know a Kentucky accent. I've never met anybody from Kentucky. I, really I just like, Kentucky fried chicken. Like, that's it. In a yeah, nutshell, I think right? of the Colonel. Yeah, yeah Colonel Earl. Sanders. Wrong, Colonel yeah. Sanders. Wrong. <laughs> All right, so we're in Kentucky. In May of 2011. Ooh, okay. So... Taking it all the way back. It's Memorial Day weekend, okay? So on a sunny Sunday in the suburbs of Florence, Kentucky, May 29th, 2011, the tranquil spring days took a dark, sinister turn. The peaceful community was shocked by the horrifying discovery of a complex and brutal crime scene inside the home of Bill and Peggy Stevenson. Wait, hold on, pause. Complex and brutal crime scene. Is there are are there crime scenes that aren't complex or like easy crime scenes? When you like probably you think straightforward. Oh yeah. yeah, he definitely shot her. Yeah. Maybe okay. Yeah, you're right. I I'm just like, I'm just making I'm not I'm not thinking wrong that you Kelly. said. I'm just like making an observation. I'm like you quit know. making observations just yet. <laughs> okay. Let me tell my story. God like damn it. Just a minute. What happened to Bill and Peggy? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, a beloved elderly couple, both seventy four years old. The Stevensons had been missing from their church service 
and a concerned family member stumbled upon a gruesome sight. Bill was a huge part of a truck stop ministry. Excuse me? You heard me. <laughs> a truck a stop? A truck stop ministry. Okay. So this is... So he's sitting at I-80 telling the word. Yes. So the um, gospel word of Jesus. He was a... a is it a deacon? He's like a... A deacon. Okay. So he... I, I know what it is, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. I've heard the word. It's like I not a pastor, but a pastor yeah. kind of thing. The, the, the guy that actually says the stuff in front of the congregation. Got it. Congregation? <laughs> they conjugate to congregate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, when I was reading the story, I thought this was really neat. This man had a semi-truck with a trailer attached to it that says Truck Stop Ministries on it. And he would pull up to certain truck stops in the area and would allow truck drivers to come and worship. On so like, God, no. I am Joel Austin of over-the-road truckers. Hark yeah. and preach. Yeah. And oh, that's, I like that, But he'd, he'd talk over the speaker and go, you know, I'm going to be here in Florence, Kentucky on Sunday at 6 a.m. And you guys can worship all day here uh, until until the end of the day or whatever. And truck drivers from wherever would say, all right, I'll be there in however long. And they'd yeah. show up, they'd arrive, they'd they'd preach with them or pray with them. And then he'd send them on their way with a, a little pamphlet and say, you know, t- tune into this um, station and you can yeah. listen to my, my preaching. He's like, I'll do it over the radio for you. I mean, that is kind of cool for God people. God, yes. into it. You know, yes. and preach. I but I was it. like, that is, it's super neat. I mean, I'm not a super big religious person, no, but the no, fact but that this man, really like, nice that is like that's a really cool concept. I love yeah, that. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Definitely um what what's it called? Like you anywhere can be a church, you don't have to like yep. Jesus isn't yeah, it's not in the church, in yeah. A, a chapel Bill. or wherever yeah, a yep. fancy building, cathedral yeah. type thing. Yep. So I was like, that's really neat. And if you if you Google uh Truck Stop Ministries, it's really neat. They're what the trailers look like inside, it looks like you're stepping into a church. Oh really? Like wow. he he did the whole inside real well. Oh, wow. Um he has lighting. Cute. Yes. Yeah. I was like, that's I don't know, that's really cool. And yeah, that is really cool. I think that's that's I now I wanna know, does he offer marriaging services on the go? Because that would be really cool. I don't know? I, I mean, I didn't see that. I don't think so. Like, the website for the Truck Stop Ministries is just specifically... For worship. Yes. Was it only him or was... No, the, there's, a, there's a whole community of it now. Oh, but, like, okay. he... I don't want to say he started it, but he was a big part in Kentucky getting this ministry on the go going. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, his wife, Peggy, in the same way. I mean, she, she didn't preach, but she played the piano for him or organ. Uh, she'd do the music and the songs, the... Hymns, hymns, hymns. Jesus loves me. Yep, yep. Pretty much the only part that I enjoyed. <laughs> the donuts afterwards are really got me like, don't just, just a few more minutes and I get a big long john. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure some of the congregation is thinking the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Man, they're, like, they're like, look at her scarfing down that long john. I, I was sneaking to the church kitchen and uh, eating the communion bread out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> little bread tabs. Up next yeah. on My 600 Pound Life. And, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and drinking the grape juice. There the blood. The blood. I feel Christ in this blood. In this juice. Good blood and some little cracker squares. All right, you little vampires. All right, so he, so, okay, so he was, you know, offering his services. Yes, so he didn't show up that Sunday, that Sunday. Okay. So... Uh-huh. 
the the people that typically went to his truck stop ministries weren't always truckers but right. they they loved hearing his word right um they're like man where is he at like there wasn't anything posted he didn't yeah. say that he wasn't going to be here because of the holiday weekend right. like what's going on man yeah okay so he did not show up to service the community was a little bothered by it and one of the family members which in some of the readings I saw, it was the daughter, another one was the son, and then another one was, like, a, the next-door neighbor in their condo Jeez, neighborhood. So, like, yeah. Well, that was that was the thing. They were, like, um, everyone in the community was so impressed by Bill and Peggy that they were, like, there's no way they have enemies. They're such wholesome right. people. Like, they're paying for the groceries for a single mom. Oh, they're... Yeah. They're taking neighbors to church, like they're they're offering their time and their love to everyone. So they're like, "There's no way." Just good people. Yes, and they were like, "There's no way that Bill and Peggy have enemies. Like this right. is this they is just weird." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, a family member, unknown, whatever, called the police. They found this murder scene, and Detective Coy Cox and his partner. Tim Adams uh, showed up to the scene and they both defined the scene was odd. Mm-hmm. Um, they said it looked like sorry, the couple had fallen victim to a quick surprise attack, attack marked by blunt force trauma, but then the scene was made to be more per- perplexing oh. um, because the bodies had been altered or moved in the extent of brutality in the meticulous alteration of the crime scene were highly unusual, leaving the detectives baffled. So okay. and you say <clears throat> unnamed family member, like they just stayed anonymous or they just didn't put them in the news? Well there were none of it was marked in the news. They all of the news episodes or you know things that I watched it just said a family member had gone and found them at the scene. But in some of the articles I read, it was one was the daughter, one was the son, and one was a, a neighbor. So I don't want to say, I don't want to be incorrect. So a fam- uh, I misunderstood when you were saying that just a little bit ago. I thought you meant like they were the suspects. There is a family member that is a suspect. Oh, shit. it's always the child. But find <laughs> out after this cheese break. Uh, all right, all right, all right. So we are in Kentucky. We're not eating any chicken tonight, folks. So sorry. So sorry. No no fried chicken. However, we got some delicious, delicious? Did I say that weird? That sounded weirdly weird. No, that sounded all right. Okay, well, conjugate. Uh, conjugate. conjugate. We con. Well, because that's conjugate and con. Con. What's the word? Congregate. So we're conjugating to con. For the what congregate. Is the Conjugate is to get together. Con- conjugate is to come together. Congregation. I, why am I, I having such a... Congregate was to come together. Maybe it's the same word and I'm thinking it was two Congregate different words. Congregate is what you do to a word to make it agree with other words in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I conjugate that. <laughs> Sounds about par on my vocabulary. <laughs> Congregate. I, why can't I see that? I don't know. Let's, let's, let's talk. Anyway, okay, anyway, going on to cheese. 
country. I'm gonna that's gonna fuck me up all day. Anyway, so we're talking about Kentucky living, Kentucky cheese. Not the first thing that comes to mind when you think of cheese. However, we cannot leave the bluegrass state out with their very impressive cheese industry. Um, dairy and cheese industry. So blue the bluegrass state, which again is Kentucky, uh, is is own and full flavored of fromage ranges. So fromage, I'm slapping that fancy word in there. This means cheese. Yeah. <laughs> words are hard, guys. We really need a slogan like words are hard. <laughs> Stay fresh, words are hard. Um so among the many 350 licensed dairy farms of this great state, there are 70,000 heifers and 45,000 milk cows in bluegrass, which sidebar, I'm going to go into, I went into a deep dive with this cheese search this weekend, but because I didn't know that there were the difference between like a, you know, a heifer and a, and a, a cow. So yeah, so I found out, so a heifer is basically a female cattle or female Bovine. Bovine. That has not had a baby. Yeah. You better make sure they don't got any kids. Yeah. Yeah. That you better make sure. Yeah. Heifer and a cow in this room right now. Two heifers and a cow. That is the perfect term. That is the perfect term. So I went on a deep dive. So heifers, again, like are a female cow or a motherless cow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or female cattle childless. who have, yeah, who, yeah, thank you, Cow. motherless, childless. childless, who have yet to give birth. Heifers are raised on a farm or at most dairy farms uh, until they reach the appropriate age and weight to reproduce. Once um, she has had her first calf, she is then a cow. And then, and then I went on a deeper dive because this article that I read were referring to milk cows, and I'm like, and dry cows, and I'm like, okay. I'm pretty sure I get what these two things mean. However, I'm going to go into detail just for the cheese facts so you understand behind the scenes, listeners, on what happens to these cows. What happens? You take their babies away. Yeah. So they're. Oh my they're, God. They're, 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 so, they're, so, yeah. So, like a milk cow, which is like, which like humans, which I thought was like kind of disturbing that this article made this reference like humans. Uh, once a calf is born, the cow begins to produce milk in order to feed her young. Okay, yeah, that that is similar. Um, but there's also a difference of the milk produced. So the first stages of milk that a cow produces is called colostrum, which is full of antibodies. Yes, full of antibodies and nutrients specific to what their calf needs. Correct. Um, very fatty, very nutrients. It's not, it's basically not considered quote unquote true milk. Um, and it is very important for the health of the calf in the first few days after birth, which is really cool. Uh, once the cow's milk truly comes in, so after this colostrum has like expelled from her body, she's now producing this full fledged, you know, value, value. Sold by the gallon milk. Yes, the cow will be milked for human consumption, hence, hence milk cow, and is milked for as long as they are producing milk while they're normal or up to their normal level. Um, and of course, because cows have to produce calves in order to be in that productive state, um, they have to keep having babies. And so this is like the kind of like the uncomfortable part of my, my cheese search where I'm like, I totally get why people like don't drink dairy, not like out, out of choice, not because they, you know, have an intolerance to it or whatever, but like I totally get why, like, cause you know, it's kind of like a little depressing to kind of think like, 
Yeah, so they make them have babies. I wouldn't say make. They do make them have babies. Yeah, they do. They breed them. They breed them. And then once, basically, during the time where a cow is, like, their production starts to slow down, they, you know, get them pregnant again and start the cycle over, uh, which goes into, which I thought, like, dry cows just meant, like, they're old biddies and, like, oh, they just all dried up, which was also, which was, which which (laughs) makes me kind of sad also. But, no, I was wrong. So, a dry, so milk cow, yeah, she's producing milk. She just had a baby. Things are working. Now the dry cows, because they're good, the way the, the milk is produced and reproduction works, uh, milk cows go through what is called a dry period before giving birth. So um, it's like basically the period depends on each cow and, you know, their individuality, their individual cowity. Um, and the dry <laughs> periods can occur between anywhere from 45 days to 90 days prior to birth. Uh, this time is given to the cow now which is dry a chance to recover from the months of milking and to kind of recuperate and get ready to give birth to this new baby calf i'm gonna have to ask a friend like what her experience is because she's coming up a friend well because we got a friend who is still breastfeeding yeah from her first child and is pregnant and doing in february and she plans to breastfeed that one too yeah she had to go through like a dry period i don't know full-fledged Nursing, because I mean, she did the long haul. Long haul, like two years. Ooh, that's long. So she does like. Soon as the baby can tell me that they want something, get away from my boob. I would hope so. I mean, again, who, who am I to say what anybody does with their body and their child? But I was like, if they're a cow, facts show you should stop producing and do give yourself, give yourself a, a dry period because during this dry period, not only does a cow mama cow get a break, which they so well deserve. Uh, but I don't know if like during that dry period, then their body like basically reproduces those antibodies and like, you know, like kind of like builds them up. So then when that next calf comes, they have all the right colostrum for, for the baby. I know. Super cool. Anyway, going back to Kentucky, uh, we can't talk about Kentucky cheese without mentioning Kenny's cheese farm, which is, or Kenny's farmhouse cheese which is a really well-known dairy facility um uh made in the 80s not made in the 80s but this guy basically bought his parents dairy farm uh, in the 80s and was like well hey i never really wanted or i never really thought of myself being a dairy farmer i just mostly like love the environment i want to raise my kids on a farm and then he was like well how can i how can i spin this into be being more profitable than it already is and the first thing that came to mind make it into cheese and so that's what he did and like this july this this july 2023 july uh he celebrated or they celebrated their 25th anniversary in production so they'd be making they'd be busting out cheese so it's very cool cool very interesting uh one of their like main producers best sellers of course is like a white cheddar but most popular signature cheeses uh, including some funky kentucky blue and some sort of earthy kentucky rose named after his late mother um what is the Kentucky Rose? The Kentucky Rose. The blue is. I would. You get down with some blue. I get down with some some blue cheese. However, I didn't want to scare you grass. ladies away. Yeah, I didn't want to scare you ladies away because you know how much I love blue cheese. 
un <laughs> uncommon to popular belief, or at least in this Gudigal uh, circle. Uh, Kentucky not only is really prominent with their dairy and cheese, but they're also the origins of eleven herbs and spices. Yes, uh, but uh, we're not talking about that. <laughs> lemon herbs and spices. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're good. No, <laughs> beer cheese. Just take over the yeah, episode. Yeah, Damn. There's some spices. So we're talking about we're spot. We're talking about Kentucky is the home or birthplace. Yeah, birthplace of beer cheese. Beer cheese. Beer cheese. Uh, so it is like there's many common beliefs on like how it originated, but basically just it dates back. To, everybody came to a common consensus that in the 1940s, there was this diner called Johnny Almonds that first started serving this delicious, zesty beer cheese spread. Um, some people say that it was, you know, obviously maybe like a spinoff off to like when the German immigrants came and they had something similar, but instead of like having the ready available cheese camembert that they would use, they use like a cheddar, like a white cheddar and using like the stale ale that they had left over in their pubs, like putting that to good use and then creating a more delicious and nutritious, not really nutritious. They just melt it and mix it with the, the beer? Yeah. So like there's many different recipes, but for a generic, most direct beer cheese is of course like a flat, some sort of flat ale mixed with a sh extra sharp or sharp cheddar, cayenne pepper, and then your, you know, your multitude of 11 herbs and spices. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I'm just wondering because um, cheddar is typically solid. Yes. But it's it, not it a has spready cheese. It's not a spready cheese, but it melts well because there's like beer cheese soup, there's okay. beer so cheese dipping. Yeah, so you do have to melt it down. Yeah. So you like stirring and melting. Uh, they have an annual beer cheese festival that attracts over 10,000 visitors each year and wins awards for best commercial and, and amateur products. So that's what we're going to be eating today. We're going to be eating. Um, eating some beer cheese, yeah. cheese of the weed. So I got us some spicy beer cheese <laughs> and these pretzel, <laughs> these pretzel flips and flips and dips Ooh. side pretzels. So again, like you get the beer cheese and pretzels, mm -hmm. but it's a cracker okay, okay. and so delicious. And I just got like I don't, you don't even have like it's been sitting out and I've been eating it and it's like it's good on room Just temperature. Cheating. No, I'm I'm just enjoying it cheers, before. So yeah, so yes, it's good. It's delicious. I love me a big old pretzel with beer cheese. Yes, so. it's good. So this is, oh, cheers. Cheers. I'm going to take your yeah. <laughs> Love that little cheese pull right there. Yeah. <laughs> good eating. Directly so. Delicious and nutritious. Probably not, but this is good. good. Yeah, it, it, says, it says spicy cheddar beer cheese, but I'm not getting so much of the spice, yeah. but enough. Uh, it's flavor. Yeah. There's some the flavor. There's some flavor to it. You know, beer cheese, of course, has grown everywhere else. But in uh, 2013, Kentucky legislator, con excuse me, Kentucky legislator, I can't say words. Legislator decree of Clark County uh, became the official birthplace of this delicious cheese concoction. So it's made with real beer. Yeah, congrats, yeah, congrats, Kentucky, Clark County, the birthplace of beer cheese. I, I don't know about you, like anything with beer cheese and like beer, like soup, like I said, soups. You can get it on your burgers. You get them as an appetizer. Like, I, like you know, it's so popular now, but it definitely wasn't. Uh, that is definitely not beer cheese. <laughs> yeah, Coda's cheating and, and sn sniffing up the next Other cheese. The, the next cheese on the docket for this evening. Uh, but 
we're going to eat some beer cheese, think about heifers and milk cows, and I'm going to continue on listening to Coda's, uh, wow, no, Keely. It's not mine. Coda. Coda. Coda and Kaylee. Yeah, sorry. Show me in the back next time. Yeah, well, I'll just. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'll make sure to make it complicated and not simple, so that you know that's a distinct. Well, that's dis- yeah. Don't come to <laughs> 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 All right, back to you, Keely. Kelly, that cheese break was delish. Fried up, even though we weren't eating anything. Right, I'm just, I'm just on Kentucky Fried. Oh yes. A Kentucky Fried vibe. Ha! That almost rhymes. Just missing some mashed taters. Taters. I can't really go for mashed taters. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you like KFC's like all in one bowl? Fudge. I'll get into Do that. Do you remember their chicken littles? They're like fried chicken we are sliders. Way off already. Yeah. Those are fucking good. Kentucky. Fried chicken. Okay. okay sorry, Keely. Alright. <laughs> brain condition. <laughs> anyway. Condition? The brain? No, I said we're in Kentucky. <laughs> or something like that. I don't even know. I thought you said brain condition. Yes, we have a brain condition. <laughs> Tell us the condition. Bunch of dumbasses here. <laughs> All right, so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> two heifers. Two heifers and a cow. One milking cow and yeah, a coda. Yeah, a milk cow. Just a dry cow. Yeah, you are. No. Dusty. Dusty. Okay, so before our cheese break, I talked about um, the uh, officer Coy Cox and his partner Tim Adams. They went to the scene. They were like, "Ooh, I've never seen this before in a crime scene." Sorry, a crime scene a lot. Crime solved. Crime solved. So they had. They were under the impression that the killers either hadn't fled the scene immediately after killing them, or they were comfortable enough to come back to the residence. Um, Because of this unusual behavior pointed towards someone who may have known the victim, Bill and Peggy Stevenson. And like I said before, it said that they were cherished members of the community. They were devout churchgoers who were dedicated to sharing their faith and love with others. And then it says that their absence left a void in the lives of their large loving family. And in one of the interviews with the daughter, she was talking about like, you know, my parents missed out on all this stuff. And she's like, they have 12 grandchildren now and they have all, all the grandchildren got married. And and I was like, this just happened in 2011. What do you mean? Like, so wait a minute. She's saying that they missed out on, Yes, it's just saying that they they missed out on on a lot of family events since because of the ministry or since their death. Since their death, I'm sorry, okay. a little unclear there. No, it's okay. I was just like, ooh, this is this sounds like motive to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't come to your granddaughter's birthday party. Speaking <laughs> speaking of motive, um, nephew Charles Stevie Stevenson. Um. The detectives looked directly at him first, right off the bat. Oh, um, sure. He had a, a interesting history with the laws and wasn't allowed in the state of Kentucky. Oh, okay. Um, so How can you be exiled? Wasn't allowed or had a warrant out for his middle of arrest? <laughs> there, there was a wink there. No, he he was a he was a runaway, but he got arrested in the state of Indiana for. 
brutally murdering a woman with a frying pan. Cast iron. It was. Cast iron. I just, I know before we started recording, we were talking about um, jobs and, you know, the the people doing the audio for movies. I'm just trying to think of what that noise, that schmack. It'd be meat and cast iron. What did you just say? It'd be. It would be it would be meat and cast iron because because like you know in yeah. movies to, I think it'd be a, like a frozen meat. But yeah. but either so, way, she gotta think of the skull. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> but either way, they um they kind of cleared him because he was in Indiana at the time. He had proof of who he was with and. Um, my alibi is that I killed someone else. <laughs> yeah, I was busy <laughs> killing someone. Well, well, oh I God. mean, within within reason, but they they kind of cleared him, but haven't cleared him one hundred percent. So his DNA wasn't at the crime. Okay, but there were rumors that the family, Bill and Peggy, had some sort of money, okay. and he was possibly under the impression that he would get a lump sum after they're passing so there's rumors kind of still going around to this day that he's he had someone on his side and was like hey bill and peggy will let you into their house kill them and i'll give you i'll give you a portion of my cut oh um he's denied that and he has continued to deny that but i mean could you believe that yeah like who's the other person like i want to know like do they Mm -hmm. actually have they have the evidence that somebody else told him to do that i was just kidding i was never planning on paying him out yeah then that that person would have been equally as charged not equally but like there would have been some charges for that person too also Mm -hmm. so it wasn't until recently that they they had found dna they marked it and put it through um the fbi system what did you say it's called it's not sids Codis. Codis. Coda. Sids. I don't know why that was. I don't know why those letters were popping in my mind. It's it's C O T A, isn't it? Or is it K O T A? I think it's. Mine is K O T A. Well, I know what yours is. I know how to spell your name. I think it's C O D I S. Oh. Yes. Codis. Yes. So they they have a match to an additional. Um, murder that happened outside of Kentucky, but they don't have an actual person to it. Um, so the DNA match is another crime scene. So Peggy and Bill might not be... This could have been unplanned. And it just, like, it could have just been it was supposed to be a robbery and it didn't happen. Or... Or they saw my face. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then continuing on is... They got a call um, seven years ago that, you know, they brought it up that it's the anniversary of Bill and Peggy's death. You know, call this 1-800 number if you remember anything. And so then they had... I'm sorry. No, that's okay. So they had two different phone calls come in around the same time. And the first one was saying that there was a truck driver who had called um, that weekend Mm -hmm. demanding that he speak to Bill. And he was angry. Oh, Um, And they end up finding out who this this truck driver was, and he was a hundred percent down and gave all of his his DNA and his fingertips and all that other fun Dave stuff. Their, his fingertips. Yep, just take right take off. the whole tips. Just snip them right mm-hmm. off. And then <laughs> you guys are sick. 
And then um, there was a, sorry, I'm trying to think of, the first call came in, it was talking about the truck driver, and then there was another call, um, demanding money or something in regards to um, that they they knew something about the crime scene. The um, officer, Coy Cox, spoke to them and they said that there, there was all of this at the crime scene and this was something that the police didn't put to the public. So they... So somebody didn't know? Mm-hmm. They, they were like, yeah, they... <laughs> Peggy was holding this or something. And it's still to this day, it hasn't been released yet, but they were like, this is... They were correct. Yes. Yep. Okay. They were 100% accurate. And then uh, there was another thing in relation to the Delphi murders that happened in Indiana, mm-hmm. which I kind of talked about a little earlier but they shut that down because they had they had no proof of the man that killed the right. killed in delphi in uh, had, like high suspicions but still no actual physical yes. proof saying i your dna or your mm-hmm. fingerprints or like anything like that was involved yes so um to this day it's still unanswered um but they i mean just recently within this year they found they found additional evidence so it's it's not a cold case. It is an old case. An old, an old case. Mm-hmm. And Coy Cox said that as soon as he gets this case closed, he's retiring. He's oh, like, I'm, I'm done. Gave me all my gray hairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Like, I, I do feel bad looking at his um, his picture. Uh, well, like I mean, the beginning of Obama's president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> when he's he's speaking to the public on one of the news. Um, newscasts uh when this happened in may of 2011 and he looks i mean he's an older man but i mean he's like darker hair and he looks like he's been working for a little while but not a stressful life right and in the most recent one i think it was three years ago the same interview something going on and he looks he looks like he has not slept since this happened yeah i mean you think about it too like you know not even just like the case too but like some people don't age well no but he's just naturally you're just like oof yeah you're not taking care of yourself but at all he's been he's been working on this case he's he's traveled all over um i think it was up to 13 states now that he's traveled because he's heard word of possible dna that matched this or oh, he wanted to go see a crime scene to see if it matched the same as peggy and bills and so like he's oh, he's wow. dedicated to this well yeah i was like why would you do that i was like oh but, well and i obviously missing the fucking prime point he was a parking preacher so like mm-hmm. all these all these potential suspects could have been traveling or yep. from other states because i was thinking like of course he was like you know they were murdered in kentucky in their home mm-hmm. however he was he also was traveling everywhere so the, the spectrum of of possibilities and what you're saying like you know suspects mm-hmm. is all over it's not just in kentucky yeah oh, shit. yeah so How it's how they find out where they lived well i'm from what um, some of the interviews had said is like Bill and Peggy offered people to come into their home. Oh, like like the, they were good folk. They're yep. good people. Yeah. So I'm sure in this case, because it, it didn't say that there was any proof of forced entry. So Bill and Peggy let this person or persons into the home. Yeah. 
And either, like I said earlier, either it was a surprise attack, ooh, yeah. gotcha, or... Gotcha. I wonder what oh. you said there was somebody, well, it was like five years after it happened that they they gave a name of a different driver and was like, oh, he was angry. And mm-hmm. wonder what he was mad at him about. They never, they never got that out of him. Like, there was no... But his DNA did not match. So he was, he willingly volunteered. Yep. Like, yeah, I was mad at him, but I didn't kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here you go, here's all yeah. the shit. Proof. Yep. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's they have, like, his full records of, like, all right, so we know that you've been driving these locations and this and that. So, like, it's not you, but, like, yeah. why were you so mad at this old man? I, don't know, you know I mean? got feelings. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, um, <laughs> same <laughs> <laughs> no like I was about to literally when you said like there was no sign of forced entry I think about it like, you know you, you think of you know like oh how many signs of forced entry or like I mean I can understand like a like a, like a scene where like a struggle looks like it happened mm-hmm. you know yeah for sure um, but like forced entry like I mean how how I mean I'm not that knowledgeable but how often do you think that happens where it does look like forced entry. Because, I mean, again, like, these home attacks, unless it was like, through a window, but, like, it could have been, like, traveling salesman. It could have been somebody right, they where, like, the door and they're open the door and overpowered them. them and immediately just shut the door because it would be, like, a, yeah. a door slam. Unless it, like, blew the door off its hinges mm-hmm. or, yeah, like, you saw, like, that. scratch marks of, like, some sort of, like, object to try to get in. Like, yeah. yeah but, like, I mean, like, you, you can see that there's some sort of struggle. I mean... Okay, the door was closed, but was the the rug moved? Can you yeah, see that there was yeah. forced like feet scuffling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, scuffs like, on the floor. Like yeah, that's like that's what I well, my immediate thought like, when you say forced entry, like no signs of forced entry. I think like, oh, there, there's no like, sign like, of like forced. Yeah, like, there's no kick-in door. But that knowing that of course forced entry is a very broad. I wouldn't say broad spectrum, but it's a generalized phrase to explain. Oh, it doesn't look like there was a scuffle. You know, if something happened in my home, they assume that it's a forced entry because of that, the hole in my wall right behind, yeah. right behind the door yeah. from where my cooler was. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, there was forced entry. No, sir, it wasn't. Yeah. It was a temper tantrum. Temper tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> no like, biggie, no biggie. I think I think that's like not a funny term, but like it's a, it does make you think a little bit more like okay, what is considered forced entry when you come to like a, a detective such as the ones on this case or similar cases? Like how do they like you know see? Oh, this looks like forced entry or like you know yeah, what the I mean? wheels like, turning because I never really thought about that because I in my mind it was like black oh, yeah. and white forced yeah. entry. Is it looks like the door was busted door, down, door frame splintered, or like there was a broken window. window yeah, but it could have easily just been like, oh, this person had a traveling salesman come in, and during that time, um, you know, there was a scuffle, and so that's what they mean by forced entry. Like I don't know, but like yeah. I've been, I was listening to, I've been, of course, I listen to other podcasts and, and other other audio. I'm really into like you know mystery, thriller audio books as well because I drive a lot and. You know, I think of like in the podcast I was listening to today, and and these two people were talking about like, oh, how I, I had we had painters in our house, you mm-hmm. know, or like painters in our house coming and going. Um, this guy came in and asked if he could use the bathroom because they were painting outside, and you're like, oh, nope, you know, yeah, it, like, the, the, one, woods, the buddy. one partner was like, oh yeah, like my my wife's going to like you know freaking kill me, but you know, oh yeah, well she's in the, she's in another area of the house, so yeah, 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 just just come in and, and just use the half bath, like whatever. And it was just a funny situation because like the painter then went inside and like opened the door, and the wife was in the half bath, made eye contact, and she's like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "Oh, there's somebody in that half bath." And like the other wife is like, 
there's somebody else in that half bath. And then her immediate thought was like, oh my God, there's somebody else in my house. Oh, because Not she thinking, probably didn't assume that she was married to a woman. Or something or like that. Like, yeah, like they oh. didn't, didn't assume. Well, that, so it's like, well, she said wife. Yeah, like what you expect Yeah, no, like the confusion was like, the painter <laughs> wasn't expecting somebody else to be in that half yeah. bath. The wife or like the, the first or second wife, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the one wife didn't think her wife was in the half bath because she thought she was like upstairs paint, like in another room. Um. And so didn't realize that she had come downstairs while she was talking to this painter gentleman, went in to use the half bath. And then so when her wife said, oh yeah, use the half bath, you know, thinking that she'll like totally be sneaking like, oh, my wife's not going to be upset that I'm like letting, letting a stranger, in, the stranger house. Yeah. in my house. And then he ends up walking in on her like midwife. And like, it was just like <laughs> chaos. But like, you know, like those types like, of can I fucking help you? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Are you gonna pay first? <laughs> yeah. Like the, the part of the podcast was like it was it was meant as like a funny instance, but like just thinking about like yeah, the, the, well, I don't know what I would do. Like I would probably be that first. That I would be the answer of the door wife being like, so and so da da. Oh, do you mind if I come in and use the bathroom? And I'd be like, me, my instance like, oh yeah, you can use the bathroom. But then you have your partner, whether it's your wife, your spouse, your, your mm-hmm. boyfriend, well, whoever, like, no, no, don't ever let strangers in the house. Like, Keely, as I'm saying this, you're shaking your head like, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. No. But I'm like, I'm I don't, thinking, listen, like, I people, don't answer the door. There'd be people, like, you know, working on your house, coming and going, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're here anyway, use the bathroom, but then you're there. But you don't think about it. So, reeling it back into this crime situation, I would be that, I unfortunately, like, my instant thought, but, oh, yeah. Totally. It wouldn't be forced, though. You you're already here at my yeah, house. Go ahead, use what happened. Yeah, and then you don't really think I'm about it. I'm standing on the top of the stairs with a... No, yeah. seriously. You don't think about it. Like, I, I would, my, my initial thought wouldn't be like, oh my God, this guy's just using it as an excuse to come into yeah. my house and be a predator to me. Like, that wouldn't be my initial instinct. I think everyone's out to versus, give me. Versus, well, like, ever since my like car got stolen. Or like somebody well. who's a little bit more apprehensive, which you would think I should be with doing this podcast. But I was like, oh yeah, totally, come on in. And then fucking that's how Kelly died. <laughs> This is Up next on Good and Murder Podcast, yeah. we talk about Kelly's death. Yeah. This is the last oh, episode Kelly's we ever recorded. Midwest, you know, hospitality oh. gets the better of her. Oh. Oop. That's her last words, too. Oh. Oh. She's getting stabbed. Oh. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> like he turns, you let him in, he's, he comes out of the bathroom with a knife. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, was oh. Really, oh. I fucked up. Yeah, I did. I knew it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm always right. It just makes you think. It makes me think a lot of things. Like forced entry, letting people in and out, what's considered forced entry. How how do people put themselves in that situation? Me being an idiot, I can understand why. Because I'd be like, oh yeah, you're already up. Call my toilet. I don't care. I remember my very first apartment was an efficiency apartment that used to be like this couple took a motel, Mm -hmm. turned every motel room into a little efficiency apartment oh, nice. for college students okay <clears throat> so it was i mean it was it, it sucked because you yeah. know, live, literally lived in one room yeah, but it was just cheap and everything right. was included I, but i remember i lived there by myself and no family was in town anymore so like i just i wake up i got woken up by somebody knocking on my door it's like hey i'm i'm you know the exterminator here to spray and i'm like oh, okay so i opened the door but like i did think at that moment i'm like I'm not sure about this. So I, I like left it. my door open and I stood in the doorway yeah. by the sidewalk just in case. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what if this guy isn't an exterminator exactly. and he's here to exterminate me? <laughs> he's here to exterminate me. She's about to expire. Yes, exactly. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. So I don't know. Be on the up and up. Be on the apprehensive side. 
I just hide on my stairs. Yeah. I know that people... So no one can't see you? Or yep. no, yes. no one can see you in the windows? I used yep. to do that as a kid. when I'd be home alone. I'm a, like, a full-grown adult. Austin's gone for work or something. Crawl, I'm like... Get on the floor and crawl under the yep. windows. So Nobody's yep. home. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, you turn the lights off and I'm like... Oh, that's not obvious at all. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, it's all lit. <laughs> I just saw your lights turn off. No, you didn't. If that isn't the biggest go fuck yourself when you yep. ding dong somebody like to do whatever and immediately the, the lights go off, you're like, oh, okay. Yep. I like run up the stairs. I'll creep through the window to see if they're still on my porch. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and then I'll just stand. I'll stand on my stairs in the doorway and just wait until I can hear them step off. I'm like, okay, okay. Turn the lights back on. But anyway, if anyone knows anything, you can contact Koi Cox with the Florence, Kentucky police. Um, please don't contact me about it because I will cry. Um, but if you got any questions or concerns, oh, yeah. When you when you email us, put it in all caps as CODA so she can take care of so that. So she reads it. Oh, yeah. Because um, she, she's the solver. Yeah, she's the rabbit hole solver here. So anyway, if you got any questions or concerns, you can email us at gouda.murder at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Gouda Murder Podcast Official. Mm-hmm. You got our uh, our Instagram as well. Yeah, Gouda Murder Pod on Instagram. Check us out. And YouTube, Gouda Murder Podcast. Hey so, Anyway, thanks for listening and uh, stay fresh. Cheese bags. <laughs>